Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Bitcoin Basics podcast with your host, Gordon. That's me, and I have Faris with me as usual. We're in the same clothes. Uh, we recorded podcast five minutes earlier, so that is why. That's my excuse anyway. So before we get started with today's episode, let's do a proof of recording. The current price of Bitcoin is 50430 and the current block height or block number of the Bitcoin blockchain is 680497 Today is the 25th of April, 2021. So today, Farah, something in your wheelhouse and your expertise, I want to ask you, is gold a shitcoin? Hey, Gordon. Um, Yeah, so gold, um, I think in the last six months, I've actually been um, on the Bitcoin Markets uh, podcast, I've been telling people that I think gold's a very good bet. From a fundamental reason, it is actually should be doing very, very well. Reason being is key macroeconomic backdrop. So um, it is a flight to safety. So when equity markets are going to go down or expected to go down, gold goes up. Um, when we've got ensuing inflation, gold goes up. And what's happening with um, quantitative easing and money printing around the world. It's not money printing, that's the easiest way to describe it. Gold's expected to go up. It, ha- well, it hasn't been. So it did very well last year and it's consolidating now. Um, so one thing is I like comparing Bitcoin to gold simply because Bitcoin is an incredibly new asset class. and. It's like explaining the internet to people in the early 90s. You couldn't. There was nothing you could compare it to. So I just like comparing Bitcoin to gold because it helps people understand Bitcoin. With gold, now, the market cap for gold, like the amount of money that goes into gold, ETFs and all this kind of stuff, is $11 trillion. Bitcoin just hit a $1 trillion market cap. A market cap, I don't even think is the right term to describe Bitcoin. That's basically you divide... um, how much money has gone into Bitcoin by each Bitcoin. I don't think that's a good way of describing the value of Bitcoin. I don't even think you can describe the value of Bitcoin because you can't compare it to anything else. So when people say Bitcoin's overvalued, well, compared to what? The bond market, the shares of Apple, you can't because it is a global currency and it's the first and only one. So you can't compare it to anything else. Um, so why is gold not doing so well now? Um, reason being is we've actually had a large outflow of gold um, from the US. So Europe has bought a little bit of gold. Um, Asia has been flat this year, but the US, they've sold their gold in the US. And one thing people need to realize is that there is it's a lot easier for big money, for institutional money to buy gold. They still can't buy Bitcoin. There's no Bitcoin ETF yet. There are so many gold ETFs and not just directly correlated to the price of gold. You've got um, the major miners, the junior miners, and then ETFs related to major and junior miners. There's so much money that can go into gold, gold derivatives, gold shares, and gold ETFs that can't go into Bitcoin. So 
Yes, gold has come down. I think potentially we may have seen the bottom for the year. Um, Tone Vase, who's a Bitcoin proponent, believes the bottom is in for gold for this year. Um, another thing as well is the US dollar. The dollar had a bounce, went up higher this year, and now it's starting to correct. The, we think potentially that was a short squeeze in the dollar. So it might not be trending up. It could just be a short squeeze because it was way, it was really... Um, very heavily one-sided short. A lot of people short US dollar. So if the US dollar goes up, gold goes down. US dollar goes down, gold goes up. And we're seeing that correlation play out now as the US dollar started to come back down, gold is starting to go up. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Well, just just to pause there, uh, could you answer the same question, assuming like in a year or whatever it is, there is a Bitcoin ETF? Yeah, so with that, so where we are now, and this is a larger macro cycle question, is we get these, um, people have heard us speak about uh, fourth turning and macro cycles. So we get these 80 to 100 year cycles. We actually also have huge credit cycles that happen every 80 to 100 years. We are now at the beginning of a brand new credit cycle. So stuff that people say was your portfolio, you'd have to be 60-40, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. That's how things used to work because it was believed that if stocks go up um, and bonds will go, say, sideways or go down, if stocks reverse, bonds go up. It's a safety play. That might not be true anymore. Um I mean, we're a Generation X court, and I remember growing up, what were we taught? Get an education, get a job, and save. You can't do that. Like, I remember sitting down, looking at the property of housing in Australia, going, the longer I wait to save money, the harder it's going to get, because 5% on property compounded is nowhere near what I'm going to earn. So we are at the beginning of a whole new cycle where everything that we believed we know is changing, changing right now. Um, so gold, I still think is going to be valuable simply because a lot more money can go into it. Yes. A Bitcoin ETF is on its way out. We're just reading today. I mean, we've had Stephen McClurg, Leo Wald and the Valkyrie ETFs on its way out. It's coming in Canada and it's maybe, um, I think it's already actually in Canada, by the way, it's been approved. It's sorry. It's been approved in Canada. I was reading today. It might be approved in the U S as well. That's why it's, it's my, um, it's waiting for an SEC in the U S I just saw that news today. So That'll just be one ETF. Um, there's still so many in gold. And the issue that we're having now is another reason, like I keep reading that the US stock market is so high, like it's so expensive. It's the most expensive it's ever been. But what is different? What's different is that the government um, created QE in 2008, has been doing so for 11 years. That QE did not go directly to people, it went to banks. Banks turned around bought bonds, uh, corporations borrowed cheap credits, and they did share buybacks. Now we've actually got money going directly to the people. So people are now investing in the share market. So the stock market is expensive. Yes, but what do people use to buy the stock market? You use money. People are being handed money. So long as you're doing that, it can keep going up and people will just continue to buy the dip. So gold is not seen as a sexy investment right now. In our previous episode, we we're talking about NFTs. We we're talking about trophy trees. We are, it's insane. We're seeing two different worlds right now. We're seeing one where we have a global economic shutdown. We're seeing where 
um, you know, India, things are so bad that um, they can't, and it sounds terrible, they're, they're burning people at a pace where the incinerators themselves are burning down because so many people are dying in India. Things are terrible, but we have this market where people are just spending money like we're in the roaring 90s again, like it's euphoric. So we have these two separate worlds running side by side. And gold is not a sexy investment. So in America, they've sold their gold and they're buying to other stuff. And there is a saying, uh, there's a very old saying that goes back to Desert Cortez. The um, East saves its gold and the West spends it. So you go to China, Asia, and you know, Gordon, you spend a lot of your time in Asia. They see gold as a long-term investment. Um, They will have gold holdings they never intend to sell, but pass on to generations. You go to the US and Europe, and to them, gold is a short-term investment. It's a spec play. They'd rather have, you know, they'll move it out of gold very quickly if there's a better investment. So that's what we're seeing right now is the US is moving their money out of gold into sexier investments. And Asia is not selling their gold. They're not buying any more. But Europe has picked up a bit more, and that's because the Europe equity market, bond market, is not as strong as U.S. right now. Um, so I don't see gold going away. I mean, there's just so many, um, there's so much money involved in the mining of gold, so much money, so many um, sovereign nations whose primary export is gold. You know, South Africa, Australia, all these countries are involved in the mining of gold and hard metals, and we are seeing. Um, inflation in commodities right now. Like the price of lumber is insane. Just bring up a stock of a chart of the price of lumber. It's crazy. So commodities are going up. So there is inflation in commodities and gold, I think will follow and silver, platinum, palladium, all these hard metals are going to follow as well. Um, So I don't see gold and Bitcoin as correlated right now. I actually don't think Bitcoin's correlated to anything right now. Um, But yeah, I still think it's, yeah, I don't see gold as a shitcoin. I see gold as the Bitcoin of the older generation. It's a total shitcoin. The game's over. Uh, <laughs> just buy Bitcoin. No, I, I, for me, sorry. One thing I do want to mention, I forgot to. Um, sorry, Gordon. The other thing about gold that gold doesn't have is a yield. So this is where Bitcoin is more attractive than gold. So Bitcoin does not yield anything. You don't actually make money by owning Bitcoin. It's not paying an interest. Um, you have to lend your Bitcoin to other platforms. They'll pay you an interest, but that's not secure. Well, it is secure, but um, you're giving your Bitcoin away. Same with gold. If you have gold in your vault, um, it's not earning you any interest. So it's capital appreciation. Um, not only that, but with gold, there are storage fees involved. A lot of people will not have gold in their own vault. They will pay someone else, a large um, company, to hold their gold for them, and you have to pay a monthly fee. So you actually have to pay to own gold. You don't have to pay to own Bitcoin. And to move that gold, to sell that gold, I mean, I recently sold this very, very small holding of gold. It was a 10% fee. It's ridiculous. Um, With Bitcoin, you're not paying that much. So Bitcoin is far superior as a store of value than gold is. But what I'm trying to say is that there's a generation that's still locked in and gold is a safety trade. Oh, it's funny because I agree with all everything you've said, uh, Faris, except for perhaps the last thing. Um, I don't know how you could say that Bitcoin is better store of value. Bitcoin lost $10,000 in the last, what, uh, month? Um, 
it's certainly the the price of Bitcoin is pumping up. But I, I just want to go back to the fact that, and it, and it can't be underestimated, or sorry, understated in terms of the custody. Here in Asia, Southeast Asia, people aren't buying gold ETFs. They're not buying derivatives. They're buying actual physical gold. So when people compare market caps, you know, the market cap Bitcoin is this, the market cap of gold is that. Bitcoin's market cap is only 3% of gold. Yeah, but you're comparing Bitcoin. Now, who knows? There may be some companies out there who are doing uh, what is called rehypothecation, which is basically um, selling or lending a single asset to different people. And maybe there are Bitcoin companies doing that. But I think most of the Bitcoin that is in the market cap kind of exists, especially when you look at the 21 million. But with gold, it's like, who knows? You know, um, it's It's sort of an unfair comparison because you're looking at, actual Bitcoin versus, you know, sort of paper gold plus plus physical gold as well. But yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, every single metric you look at, and, and for people out there, I can recommend uh, Mike Maloney's, uh, what is it, Ferris, the uh, secrets, hidden secrets of money. Yeah. Uh, is absolutely brilliant. And for someone like me who is not an economist, I found that fascinating, especially the episodes on money versus currency. Have a look at that because a lot of people just use those terms interchangeable, interchangeably. Like for example, you know, gold and, and Bitcoin is money; it's not currency. And the most important thing is that store of value. Now, gold's been around for I don't know ten thousand years plus or whatever it is. Bitcoin's been around for twelve years, so Bitcoin doesn't have that store of value yet. Uh, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, sorry, it's Mike Maloney's hidden secrets of money. Um, uh, yeah, gr- great view on YouTube. Um, now, when I talk about Bitcoin as a store of value, I mean it's safer and simpler than gold. Cheaper, safer, safer and simpler. I'm not talking about the price volatility there. But the other thing I want to mention is a big effect on the price of gold is the Indian wedding season. As you approach the wedding season in India, price of gold goes up. We didn't have a wedding season last year. And it was postponed to this year and looks like it's not going to happen this year as well. So there's still a lot of factors that affect gold. US dollar, what that's doing affects gold, Indian wedding season. Are we in an inflationary or deflationary world? That's a huge um, debate right now amongst economists. Are we going to have inflation or deflation? How that affect gold? So there's a lot of things affecting gold right now. It is not going to go away. Um, one of the things I've, we've talked about this before is the, the argument about Bitcoin uses energy. Well, you're not digging holes into the ground or you know, using slave labor in some cases or invading other countries to get gold, as has been the history. Do you know if gold, I'm, I'm assuming it does, that gold industry uses more energy than Bitcoin mining? Oh, I'm sure it would. Yeah, I'm sure it would. And also when you take not just the actual digging the ground, but when you take you know, the financial institutions and all the... Uh, energy that requires, you know, that the buildings and whatnot uh, and people. Yeah. So, um, okay. That's good for us. Um, Any other concluding thoughts or things you would like to tell our listeners? No, it is. I think, yeah, the main point I want to get across, I think we are at a, we are at a beginning of a new credit cycle. A lot of things are changing. Um, Like I keep, I've been reading for 10 years at this equity market and bond market are overvalued and due to crash been reading that for 10 years. Um, and I think things are different because we're printing money. And this is why Bitcoin is becoming more valuable because it is decentralized. The government can actually ban and confiscate your gold. They can't do that with Bitcoin. Um, oh, we're reading that Biden's talking about a new capital gains tax in America. 
And that's one of the things they saw Bitcoin crash down to $47,000. Um, but again, you can't confiscate Bitcoin um, if you hold it. And yeah, if you, if you basically, if you know what you're doing with Bitcoin, it can't be confiscated. If you leave it on an exchange, it can be. Yeah, I was just about to say that you can actually confiscate Bitcoin. So, you know, we, we've discussed many times in the mm. in the past uh, how the government could start regulating it and you can't withdraw your Bitcoin from Binance, Coinbase or whatnot. So get it off the exchange, if for nothing else, so that you can actually own your Bitcoin. And with all of these lending platforms come out, like I hear BlockFi and other companies, mm. um, yep. I, I'm pretty sure they are rehypothecating that Bitcoin. They're actually lending that Bitcoin out because there's actually no way to verify that on the blockchain. Because when you have, for example, if when you have Bitcoin at Coinbase, that Bitcoin is really internal to Coinbase. It's not on the Bitcoin blockchain. You're sending Bitcoin within Coinbase. That's not on the blockchain. It's on a database. And I fear the same sort of thing is happening at these institutions. Of course, I have no proof because I'm not an insider, but yeah. So well, one thing that's interesting with the Bitcoin price action, um, cause I've been watching the price and, uh, we, I tweeted, um, about 24 hours ago that I think the dip was in around, uh, around 47,700. I said, I think this is the, the dip of this short-term correction. Um, and what's happening is Bitcoin is being bought in when the USA markets are open. So it seems to stagnate or even sell off when Asian markets are open. But as soon as the U.S. Um, opens, um, it's being bought. And I think it is these hedge funds, U.S.-based hedge funds that are now buying Bitcoin. Right. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And oh, this is one more thing. So sorry, with gold, like I said before, gold, this should be the decade for gold. This should be the year for gold. We're talking macroeconomics, MMT. We're talking sovereign debt. Gold should be on its way to $5,000 an ounce, but it's not. The thing is, though, is you look back, there were people in 2003 that were saying that um, uh, mortgage-backed securities was a problem in 2003. That didn't collapse until 2008. So the smartest people in the room are smart, but early. And this could be the same thing for gold. Like, I can see the reasons for gold, but it might just be too early. I can't say the reason for gold. Gold is a fax machine. Bitcoin is the internet. I agree, but it's still a lot easier for a lot more money to get into gold than it is to Bitcoin. True. And I think everything will change once we get Bitcoin ETFs. That will be absolutely fascinating. Yeah. All right, Ferris. Thank you once again for your insights. Head across to bitcoinbasics.help. There you can ask us a question. You can subscribe to our social media, including YouTube. And we even have a help desk. So if you need help buying or selling Bitcoin, not gold, Faris, only Bitcoin. Uh, and more importantly, getting a Bitcoin off an exchange. So get your Bitcoin off an exchange into a hardware wallet, mobile wallet, multi-sig, or some sort of custom Bitcoin solution. If you've got a significant investment, we can help with all of that. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. 
Until next time.